fantastic. I was so wrapped that so many of you went. And uh, just want to say, keep the fire alive in your spirit. Because, you know, the, there is so much that God wants to do through your life. And you've got to keep the fire of the Holy Ghost alive in you. So be at you. You make, make an appointment. Don't miss it. Don't, uh, don't think it doesn't matter. Because it is, a, it is the, uh, uh, the, the, the wind that blows through into your life and will cause you to stay fresh, stay alive, stay focused on the things of God because uh, we've got to believe that you are the generation of breakthrough for this city. You are the generation of young people that is going to change history for Port Lincoln. I believe that. I just know that God is wanting to put his spirit into people who are going to do something with it. So you've got to think, God, let me be the one. You become a target for God's power to flow through you when you just keep turning up at the house of God, keep being hungry, keep desiring it. There's nothing worse than, than being a person who says, well, I got fired up at Youth Alive, but I let the fire go out. You don't want to be that one. You want to be the one who says, I got a fire in me that I couldn't shake off, that kept burning within me, that kept drawing me closer to God. I kept seeking ways to find Him. Does that make sense to you today? Anyway, that's got nothing to do with what I want to preach about. You are an awesome group of young people. Turn to someone and say, you are awesome. That's a really youth word. So when I was invited to, to come and speak tonight, I, was, I knew exactly what I was to speak about. And the title of my message is The Truth About Lies. Because I know this is going to set some people free today. The Truth About Lies. Because you will find every single day you will face a lie from the devil to try and confuse your purpose. As I was just saying, the devil would have already spoken to many of you since Youth Alive and lied to you about the destiny and the call of God that he stirred up within you at Youth Alive. Am I, tr am I right there? Now listen, there's a few things about lies. Nobody likes being lied to. Tell me if you, you like it when people lie to you. Put your hand up. You do a dance on your chair. Do something crazy, outlandish. Nobody wants to be known as a liar. If you want to go to school and say, you're a liar, he lied to me. You don't like that. No one wants that. Uh, there, is, there is an inbuilt wiring in people that knows lying is wrong. We know that when, 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 when we lie, we know that there's something wrong with doing that. So people have been convicted and sentenced by false witnesses who lied. That's what happened to Jesus, actually. Uh, people make money from lying by by tricking people, by, by uh, uh, falsely claiming things and getting people's money. Uh, people get jobs when they lie on their resume. Now, if I was really organized, I would have had that, that, that little clip of that little dog getting chased by the sheep. And he says, when you lie on your resume, instead of the dog chasing the sheep, the sheep chase the dog. So um, people try to impress others with lies. I remember when we first came to Port Lincoln, Leanna, came home from school one day and she said this, there was a girl at school who said that she swam from South Africa to Australia and she had a scratch on her leg and said she got bitten by a shark on the way. This is an amazing story, but that's okay if it's a little kid, kind of stretches the truth a little bit. Maybe she swam in the bath that morning, but it was a good story. But she was trying to impress others with her stories, with her lies. So particularly bad when somebody lies about you, um, to do you harm. You know, you might have had that. I don't know. But, but maybe someone has told a story that you think, that's not the truth. 
that they lied about you. Um, reputations can be ruined because of lies. So once a lie is out of the bag, there will be those who believe it no matter what. You know, there are people today who, I don't know if you think so much, I'm reading a book at the moment about the Holocaust that happened to the Jews in uh, World War II, and there are people today who spread a lie and say, oh no, that never happened. That, didn't, that, that wasn't true. There are people today who are, who are spreading lies about all sorts of stuff. You would know, I'm not going to think of any, I'm not going to speak of any of the subjects that you know about today, but there are, there are people who go around saying, oh, no, 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 that's not true. And they create a lie that many people believe. So in John chapter 8, verse 44, and I want to encourage you, read your Bible, young person. Be a person who reads your Bible. I stand here today because when I was in about year 11 or so, I heard a preacher and talked about you know, reading your Bible and, and, and start absorbing the Word of God. And I thought, well, you know what, I'm just going to try it. So I didn't understand it. I wasn't really all that enthusiastic. But you know what? I began to do it and God started to, to fire the fire within me, little bit by little bit. And uh, I stand here today because I was a young person who started to let the Word of God touch my heart. So John 8, verse 44, and this is Jesus talking about the devil. So this is what Jesus said. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So there's a great description of the devil and what his work is. So when we lie, we align ourselves with the devil. So lies are bad because they damage, they cause damage, they break trust, they cause division, and they ruin relationships. That's what a lie does because it comes from the devil. The devil doesn't want friendships. The devil doesn't want trust. The devil wants to break that among people. Lies can kill youth groups. Lies, lies can kill youth ministries. Lies can kill relationships. And when lying is the pattern, the devil is the author. So we need to realize that. So Proverbs 26 verse 28 says, a lying tongue hates its victims and flattering words cause ruin. You know, sometimes people lie to you, but they're actually trying to pretend that they're your friend. They say, hey, Josh, I really love, really love your stripy shirt. You're, you're awesome, Josh. You're cool. But then they're going, but they're doing it in a mocking way. They're doing it in a way where they're saying, hey, look at this. I'm going to, I'm going to tease Josh a little bit and get a few people to watch him do it. But see, that's, that's a flattering, flattering words cause ruin. So the devil hates people. So he has no problem lying to you. If there's one main thing you need to get tonight, the devil hates people, so he has no problem at all to lie to you. We call it a deception. It's how, how Satan's first interaction with humans was to lie to Adam and Eve in the garden. He lied to them. He started his interaction with people to lie that destroyed the earth, that destroyed people's relationship with God. So my intention here is not that we start thinking, of all the lies that we've told, so I, I mean, I've told a few, or all the lies that others have told us. So rather, I want us to recognize where they're from and decide from the heart not to represent the devil in a lie. And sometimes it's very hard to understand or, or know where the truth is. Ever had a story of two people and they go, tell, tell you the story and you think, well, I'm not sure what really happened because the version I got from one person says it one way 
and the version I got from another person said it a different way and it's very, very awkward sometimes to know what is the real story. It only takes one person to lie about it to bring total confusion, mistrust and a division of friendship. So it says this, Isaiah 50 verse 20, What sorrow for those who say that evil is good and good is evil, that dark is light and light is dark, that bitter is sweet and sweet is bitter. So this, this little verse here, this scripture indicates a systematic deception of twisting the truth. Lies that seek to change God's order of things. So the devil comes in and says, well, you can do anything you want. You don't need to do this, you don't need to do that. Um, you know, what's, what's wrong or right? And there are many issues today that, that we face, that you face as young people, that, uh, that the, the, the devil would want to bring confusion to what is right or what is wrong. So we need, we need to know what's right and wrong if we acquaint ourselves with the Word of God, with our Bibles, and start letting that soak our minds, letting that influence our, our perspectives, then we'll begin to realize what God's will really is for our life. And God's will for you is to be a champion for the things of God. God's will for you is to be a person who fights against the, the, the flow of the world, wherever the, the, the rest of the world is going, you can say, well, I'm going to swim against the tide. I'm going to run against the other runners. I'm going to fight against the crowd. I'm going to be a person, a man, a woman of God, who is going to do something great for, for this nation, something great, great for this town, something great for the church, something great for the Lord. You be that person. So a lie will seek to change God's order in your life. You'll say, you don't need to do that. You don't need to follow those rules. But you know, he's lying to you. He wants to ruin your potential. He wants to ruin your future. So the, op the opposite of lies is, tell me, ah, excellent, gold star. The opposite of lies is truth. So John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can come to the Father except through me. See, Jesus doesn't just speak truth. He is the truth. He is truth. Everything about what Jesus says is total 100%, 190% truth. So Jesus makes a great claim of himself that no other teacher, no other philosopher, no, no other religious leader has ever done, and he calls himself the truth. So we can trust that, what Jesus said. So when we got... When we get close with Jesus, falseness and lies are exposed around us. So the devil's lies and falsehood are exposed. I want to tell you, 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 you want a desire to be close to Jesus. How do I do that? Well, Jesus is in heaven. I don't know how I can get close to him. When, when there's an opportunity to worship, particularly here, you can get close to Jesus. Uh, I've, I've mentioned the importance of reading your Bibles. You can get close to Jesus when you're reading your Bible. You can get close with to Jesus with friends who are on the same pathway, who will encourage you, pray with you, talk with you about the things and the purposes of God for your life. You know, one of the things that you, you really need in your world is friends who encourage you in the walk you have with Jesus. So when you get close with Jesus, falseness and lies are exposed. So the devil's lies and falseness are exposed around you. I often wonder how people get so messed up in life. As a pastor, I see many people, many young people who've grown up in church and, and then basically self-destruct the call of God in their life. 
I think, how could they get so messed up? How could they get it so wrong? I've known people here in this, in this youth group who've grown up through the house of God, practically born in the church, and yet end up so messed up, so broken, so ruined spiritually. And I, I ask myself, how did they get there? How did they get so messed up? It's because they followed the advice from the devil who has lied, and they believed a lie, and it has harmed them. It has broken them. It has destroyed them. And I don't want to see that happen and repeated again and again in generations of young people in this church. I'm here to warn. I'm here to encourage. I'm here to point you in the right direction. And I want to tell you something. You'll never be free of the, the voice of the enemy trying to lie a deceiving word to you that will lead you to ruin spiritually. So the person that gets closer to Jesus has better has a better radar for discerning the difference between a lie and the truth. Wouldn't that be a good skill? Wouldn't that be something that uh, could be useful in life? Where you think, hey, hang on a minute. Uh, how do I know when someone's trying to, trying to deceive me and you have an inbuilt radar that says, uh-uh, that's the Holy Spirit working in you saying, that's not true. The Holy Spirit working in you saying, you be wary of that person. You be wary of, that, of what they're saying. And then you extend that spiritually completely and you say, when the devil starts to whisper in my ear, like he'll come to Seth and you'll start speaking to him saying, no, you don't need to do this. Seth, you should be, you should be uh, um, going this way or going that way. You, you need to be focusing on these other things. He'll be saying to, to, to um, any one of you here, and you'll be lying things in your heart, and you need to say, uh-uh, no, I know where God is wanting me to be. So I'm going to give you three things. If I can have some music, please. Um, just three things for those who are struggling with lying. So, n number one, the thing is there are some here who are struggling, who struggle with lying. Now, it's a very confronting thing to say, well, I, I struggle with lying. Um, you don't want it. You don't want it. Um, it makes you feel bad. And you condemn, you condemn yourself because of it. Today, you can be free of that. Hand yourself, hand those sins uh, over to Jesus. Ha hand that lying over to Jesus and say, Lord, will you help me? And, it, you know, that's something sometimes we get in a pattern of life that we need to undo that pattern. The best way to undo a pattern is to start a new pattern. And if, if it just starts by saying, I'm, I'm, not going to, I'm not going to talk to those people who I, I want to try and impress or whatever it is, you've got to try some things to change that pattern. Number two, there are people here and you've been hurt. You've had the hurt of others who lied about you there's been damage done to your reputation you know God wants you to walk past that damage he wants you to walk past it's like having a, a, a big wreck behind your life um, like a, a car crashes and train wrecks and all this stuff God just wants you to step over all those things and walk past it and uh, ask that God wants you to forgive those people that hurt you and he wants you to walk on it's better to learn those lessons now in your young years than try than not learn that and then carry the baggage of that for the rest of your life. You want to shake that off. Forgive. Forgive. Even sometimes you think, well, they've hurt me so badly. They've hurt my reputation. They've said all these lies about me that weren't even true. And you know something? You just have to say, Jesus, you see. And Jesus, you help me to get beyond those things. The third one, you want to get closer to the Lord and be more aware of His presence to see through the devil's lies. The best way to know you know, the difference between something that is fake and something that is real 
is get to know the real. I heard a story once of when, when cash notes was very popular, when, when we still used to have paper money. None of you would even know that that existed. We used to have paper money, and you could it was so paper that you could actually burn it. If it got wet, it would turn to paper mache, fall apart. That's how paper was really paper. And, and, but it was easy to counterfeit. It was easy to, to fake. And so what they used to say is if you worked in the bank, what they would teach the tellers is they wouldn't say, here's a whole lot of fake notes, get to know what the fake one looks like. They'd say, get to know the, the, the feel of real money. And so a bank teller or someone who worked with money in the bank would just, you know, and they used to count money real fast, just like click, 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 click like that with their hands. And, and they could count like $100 of $1 notes, which they weren't coins in them those, they were notes. They could count $100, you know, $100 worth in like a, a few seconds because they were so quick. And if you slip the fake one in, they will know it straight away. They'll be going flip, 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 fake one. Because it feels different. It feels wrong. They've got a feel in their fingers that tells them this isn't right. And so they could take that out and get rid of it. I want to tell you something. Young person, you need the skill to know the difference between what's fake and what's real. And I want to tell you something. When it comes to your spiritual walk, there is going to be a lot of fake that's going to try and trip you up, confuse you, bring a division among other people. And whenever you see that, you go, well, that can't be God. Because the Spirit of God, the real deal, brings people together causes people to want to encourage one another, wants to build one another. It doesn't say, oh, we're going to gossip about people. We're going to do all that. That We know that that's the fake, that's the fake note among the good ones. Pull it out, throw it away. So you want to get closer to Jesus. If we could just close our eyes right, in, uh, right around this place. Perhaps you could stand with me. That would be good too. First, I just think there are people here and you, you often doubt your relationship with Jesus there are people here and you often doubt where am I what does God want from me does God really love me and I know you've made decisions to follow Jesus before but you know something there's a there's something going on where the devil keeps trying to remind you no that wasn't real no that that you can't trust that I want to tell you something today you can absolutely trust that what you've decided in your heart that day when you gave your life to Jesus that that is true I can tell you for for myself, it took me a long time. I first gave my life to the Lord probably when I was, I think, about 10. But then straight away, the devil came and said, that wasn't real. God doesn't love you because you're a liar. God doesn't love you because you're a cheat. God doesn't love you because you steal. And he kept lying to me all the time. So, And then the next time I gave my life to Jesus, I was about 14 at a youth meeting, sort sort of like this. But you know, something again didn't take very long. Probably the next day or so, the devil starts lying again. He starts saying, no, 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 God doesn't love you. That's, you made a mistake. But see, the Bible tells us when we repent and turn around and believe and confess Jesus is Lord, that we are saved, we are born again, our sins are forgiven, and we can trust that. We can trust that. We've got to trust that above the lying words that the devil speaks. So what I want us to do today is I know this is a bit of a strange thing to, to speak to a youth group about, but you know, if we can beat these lies, we can we can beat the devil and we can win in life. We can be champions in the things of God. So I believe that, now Toyan, you're a champion 
in the things of God. But there's going to be lies that are spoken over your life, maybe even tonight, tomorrow, that will speak and say, Toyan, you're, you're not right. You've got to shake that off and say, no, God says that I'm a champion. And that's where having a word from God is so important. So I encourage you, read your Bibles. And when God speaks something that you go, wow, that makes sense to me, you write it down and you say, I'm claiming that. You, you, you print it out, put it somewhere in your room, and you remind yourself, this is what God says about me. Erica, God has an amazing plan for your life. And, and I think that the greater the plan, the greater the lies that are spoken over you. Don't, don't listen to the lies anymore. You've got to shake them off and say, I am going for to be a champion. One of the things that, that worked against me, I've got to tell you, be honest, I'll be real quick, is the words of my parents. Now, they went to church. They were Christians, but, you know, they taught me some really, really dumb stuff. And in a sense, I didn't, they didn't know it. I didn't know it at the time, but they were... They were speaking the devil's, the devil's voice over me. My dad was a Christian, and he'd say, you, he would go through phases. And sometimes you go through uh, angry at church phase. I don't know why, but maybe the pastor said something he didn't like, so he'd say, that's it, we're never going to church ever again. You can't go to the church. You're not going to that church. He was a little Italian. He'd go, you're not going to the church anymore. And if you do, if, well, if, and I'd say, no, Dad, and I was only a teenager, just like you. I'd say, no, Dad, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go to church. I'd say, you can't, I don't let you go to church anymore. You can't go to that church ever again. And, go, and then I'd say, no, I, and, and the rest of the family would just wouldn't say anything. I like to argue. And I'd say, no, I'm going to go to church still, Dad. It's one of those things, you know. You know it's, it's amazing. Kids never listen to their parents. But, but, but when, when it came to that, you know, often kids would say, oh, well, my, my dad said I can't come anymore. So, so I'm sorry, you can't. Don't listen to them about you know, other stuff. But when it comes to that one, often I do. But I said, no, Dad, no, wait. He goes, oh, all right. In the end, I just kept going. And he says, uh, well, if you're going to go to that church, I think me and my mum just kept going. And he says, uh, well, if you're going to go to that church, you can't give them any money. Don't give them any offerings. No, no money at all. And you know what? There was a devil was lying, was using my own dad to lie. I can tell you something today. My dad grew past all that stuff. My dad got past all that stuff. My dad became a giver in the church. My, my dad became a server in the church. My dad learned to love the house of God, but he was on his own journey. And we've got to realize that there are others around us who we might think, well, they're my parents. They should know better. And, the, and they do know a lot. We've got to honor them and love them. And there's sometimes we have to make decisions for ourselves that are honoring God. That was just a real touching message there about parent stuff. You know, so obey your parents. There will come a time where your parents may say things that are contrary to what Jesus is saying. And you need to know the difference. It's a fine line. It's a, it's a very powerful thing to know the difference. Can we just raise our hands right across this place? And I just pray that the Holy Spirit may begin to speak to you, begin to put something in your spirits of the real deal of godly truth. So, Lord, right across this place, as we have our hands raised to you in expectation. Lord, I believe today that you are able to speak to people. I believe today that you are able to tell us the truth and show us the way. Sometimes when the way is foggy, when the way is hard, when the way is uh, not straight. But, Lord, you know the difference. And, Lord, you can show us the way. So I just pray today across this room that there will be people who know the difference between the truth and a lie, know the difference between what your word says and what the world says, 
and know when the devil is getting on their shoulder to say, hey, trying to put them off, trying to get them off track. I just pray right now for an impartation of faith today throughout this place that we know that Jesus is our Savior, that He has a call for our life, that He has a reason for us being here today. And Lord, I just pray in one year time from now that there'll be so many strong young people in this youth group, so many young people who have the fire of God because they've just gone after you and let the fire burn greater and greater. I just confess and prophesy that over these young people today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Guys, I just want to say thank you. It's so good to see you here tonight. It's so good to be here. I want to encourage you. I, it does me great when I see you in church, when I see you worshiping, when I see you serving, when I see you getting involved in the life of the church. That is a, the best thing ever. And I want to tell you something. Keep doing it. Keep going. Find ways to, to, to you know, work out the plans that God has for your life. Um, and be encouraged. Get as much as you can of the Holy Spirit and uh, you'll be unstoppable.